Welcome to Earth School, a weekly podcast about weaving the healing journey artfully into life, hosted by B.B. Dalman and Rosalie McNally. This week, we're going to journey into cycles. Welcome, welcome, B.B. Lovely to be here and share with you and welcome to our listeners also. Um, over the last number of episodes, we may have touched little bits and pieces around cycles, around the spiral, but today we thought we'd dive a little bit deeper into cycles and what they mean to us and maybe how they show up in life and maybe give you some hints and tips on how to navigate the cycle you're currently in. So, Bibi, I would love to hear from you on sort of your experience of cycles or how you view cycles or what would be the first thing that comes to mind when you think of cycles. Mm. To me, cycles in a way are a way of getting un- unstuck. Um, there's something in that cyclical nature that is that is very uh, inherent to our aliveness, you know, us as humans, but also nature around us. When we look around us there, nothing is ever stagnant in just one expression. And <clears throat> in that way, you know, going through different cycles, whether that's, you know, our age, where we're going through it, but also even the, the smaller cycles throughout in a day, how our energy cycles uh, are going up and down and, you know, between the different expressions. To me, they're always invitations of, um, getting a, an opportunity to look at life or be in life in a different way. Yeah. And so it's by, sometimes by contrasting, you know, if you think the summer versus the winter, there, there, there are different attitudes required and a different way of engaging with the world required. And, you know, um, to me, that's exciting because it, it requires you to to stay alive, you know, it, to adjust and to have like when the environment around you changes, it's an invent, invitation to be present and alive enough to respond and co-create with the changing circumstances around you. And so, it, in a way, cycles are like, externally are to me an invitation internally to stay awake, you know, to hop out of this. We can all get caught in patterns, and we can get caught in doing things the same way, and you know, being a certain way, especially when coming to adulthood, <laughs> we kind of, we kind of figure it out. And this is now me and this is my relationship and this is my job. And this is, this is who I am, I think. Um, and, and we can get a bit stuck in that, you know? And so when we, we go through different cycles and engage with the world around us and that changes, we have to change a little bit and pull out other aspects of ourselves. So there's an invitation to definitely to remember that aliveness that's within us. Um, I think, yeah. So what is it for you? I'd be curious to hear. Um, cycles would be sort of, for me, they're about remembering that they're a natural part of life, that they're always there, even if we're not aware of them. And just like you said, like they're, they're there in the, every day, there's a part of us in a cycle at different parts of the day. Like, you know, like, so I love the idea of there's different cycles upon each cycle, you know, depending on what way we choose to access it, or maybe we're more into knowing about our cycles in relation to natureship or natureship, nature and relationship to nature or our cycles in, in relationship to sort of us being maybe if we're, you know, mother, maiden, crone aspect or 
in any part of life, life, death, rebirth. So it's all sort of the cycles upon each other. I love looking at them sort of like, for some reason, a little cake with different layers on it comes to mind. Like, but we can access them from any point. But to me, it's like remembering that they're a natural part of life. Cause I think sometimes we resist different parts of the cycles when we're comfortable in certain parts of them. Because to me, they all cycles remind us that we're constantly evolving, growing and going deeper into ourselves. Like, so then to me, it's always, how can I meet the cycle I'm in? How can I be here at this minute in time? Like, and how, what do I need to maybe just be here with this cycle rather than trying to push it on to the next phase of it? Like, so yeah, they're really interesting. Like, and it's really, I love watching people in their cycles of how they're meeting the different points of them as well. Like, but yeah, and exactly what you said, sort of that idea of being awake to them. And being, teaching us to be awake to ourselves and then being in life and being awake and full to the capacity of each cycle, like in each part of it. Cause it gives us so much. Each part gives us so much information about ourselves and life, like, and how we're interacting with it. Like, but I think a lovely way of looking at it is that it's each part of a cycle informs the other, like, and they flow together and they dance and so together. We, so we talk so much about, isn't it? That it a cycle but it's really a spiral when you come around and the idea even if you just take the seasons for example that what you know what you learn about yourself and it expressed in spring summer autumn winter the next time you come around to spring you've changed so much that you know no spring season is ever the same in that way and i think there is this this inherent challenge and ease to me in cycles you know a challenge because they're constantly changing but there is also an ease to it in, in, in a way you're coming back around to spring you come back around to summer you're coming back around to the morning of the day you know there is there's something that seems familiar but yet it's different and to me that combination is a beautiful space to be held to you know um it just teaches us so much to to, to trust in ourselves and the things that, you know, acknowledging the things that may stay similar and at the same time having room and making room for the things to adjust and change. Um, so that with, with every changing, it's not that we, you know, um, completely reinvent ourselves, you know, to me, it's like, it's, it's very, it's like fairy dust. It's like a, a light, a light touch on the brush strokes, you know, um, to just this constant little adjustment, little adjustment. And if you're willing to, go with that I feel that life is not always easy but there is a flow to it and there is a um there's an aliveness to it like I find whenever I'm resisting any sort of you know part of the cycle or moving on to another part there is a there's a density within me and usually when when I'm sensing a sort of density or frustration when I really look deeper it's like me actually resisting what is in front of me which may be just a different part of that cycle mm. Yeah, it's like if you know the bicycle wheel is saying like you're trying to apply the brakes, but you're still on the bicycle go downhill at the same time, and that's the cycle that it wants to take you on. But you're like no, but you're like you're going downhill and you're pressing the brakes, but then you're nearly going over head over heels on yourself. Like mm-hmm. at those stages, like yeah, like from each of the cycles, like they give us information, like to inform the next time I'm in that space, like. So even if I meet anything that I have resources from the previous times, 
that I can apply to this here. Like, and not all cycles are big, humongous cycles of shifts and changes. You know, in the external world, sometimes they can be small and internal and subtle, but still have beautiful big ripple effects, just like when you throw the stone in the water. Like, but I think, like, I don't think we're taught enough a lot about cycles or we don't know about them. Or we've got so used just to nature looking at us and it rather than like a teacher that we sometimes we just still think we're on that part of, you know, the next thing, the next thing as we chat about the linear, you know, like the next thing, the next thing rather than seeing, okay, if this is all just cycles upon cycles upon cycles, then every part of that is okay. You know, I might not like it. I might not be comfortable in it, but I also know, okay, there's going to be, I know from all the other cycles I've been on that. Okay, it will change. It's not permanent. And if part of my head might go, but could you give me the end date, please? <laughs> you know, like, so I know when I'm going to hit spring and feel a little bit more life in me. But we've got to surrender to the cycle we're in, just like we can't make winter go any faster than it goes naturally. As much as I might like to see the sunshine, I can pull myself out of it and head off somewhere sunny, but I'll still probably come back here when there's a winter in the middle of it. So yeah, it's like, can yeah. I allow myself just to be in this season? and take from it what it needs to give me. I think it's harvesting information as well, isn't Mm. it? It's like um, internally and externally, the the, the search for even understanding, and not necessarily in a... a, in a brain related cognitive way, but in a, in a, to me, it's more in a sensing way. What cycle am I actually in? You know, and, and then like you said, there's so many cycles that lie and lay on top of one another. So it's not always as clean and clear cut, but when I'm starting to dive in and we do that in astrology, when we look at, at, at cycles, you know, we oftentimes go back to the previous, the same position, you know, maybe 30 years before that in a cycle or like 12 years before that. And so when we, when we look at these, the, the, these moments, the invitation is really, well, what is presenting itself to you? You know, this is to me also the way we practice asana, you know, you can, you can practice asanas in a very mechanical way and you still have physical benefits to it, but then you can engage in a pose with this idea of, okay, what are you teaching me right now beyond the mechanics of it? You know, what information is there? How am I holding myself in this position? Um, is this helpful? What are the patterns? You know, I think cycles, when we, when we, when we move through cycles in this way, they, they really uproot some of that stubbornness that we all have at times, you know, for very good reason, maybe safety, where we're just holding on and clinging on to something. And I think when we're, when we're realizing, okay, this is, this is, you know, come back to the seasonal cycle, this is spring coming around, you know, and I feel I'm actually still holding on to the depth of winter. Holding on for, for dear life. Um, it's like, oh, that, that's really interesting. And then I can climb in and go like, what is it? within me that's holding on to the past to the quality of the winter what is it within me that is you know uh, we talk in yoga always about aversion and attachment you know what is it where where do I have this aversion towards winter or where do I have um, the aversion to moving forward and so even if you want to bring it up into a more conscious uh, and cognitive way of looking at it um, it's a beautiful way of looking at your own patterning in your own psyche you know mm. yeah definitely like because if you think of each of the cycles, like, you know, it can be to you. I was saying this to somebody and they're like, oh, I never, I never thought of it that way. And I'm like, you know, if it was clean, because I'm just in a spring and that's where I'm at all, like in this period and all levels, 
so much easier versus, oh, I'm in a spring in my relationship, but my job is in a winter. And then maybe my relationship with my colleague is in a summer. And you've got all these different ones at the main time, but there's going to be a certain, usually it'll be the winter and autumn ones that maybe are poking at you a little bit more because they're not what we're not, maybe not most comfortable with. But when we start to see that's like, how can I let myself be here? How can I let this mold me? But how can I also just be in the natural movement of it? So even rather than trying to make myself move into a spring or move into a winter or out of a winter or into whatever that we can't how can I let myself be here but let this happen to me mm. how can I let the spring just happen to me rather than me trying to maybe make myself be in one because it's spring a summer outside here how can I make myself feel full of celebration and bloom and feel full of like like vibrancy when I'm not there yet but then I can also use it. I love looking at them as opposites because if I'm in my summer here, the Southern Hemisphere is in their winter. Mm. So maybe I'm just going, oh, okay, so there's both. Yeah. So I can be in my winter and my letting go and my rest and my cave and the visioning and just the dreaming. But then can I let the, the vibrancy and the fullness of looking outside my window remind me I'll be there sometime again soon whenever that is and can I let that energy maybe just heat me while I'm in my cave mm-hmm. do you know, like so we're working with all the different opposites of them together rather than feeling oh just because I'm here then I only can experience this mm-hmm. aspect of it like so I love looking at the polar- polarity of it mm, and I think it's it's lovely because when we look at cycles there are different type of cycles right yeah. so you have to cycle of like the four seasons or anything a cycle of four or multitude of for which which always entails as opposites yeah. in it and they can inform each other or they can pull on each other but then we also when we look at through let's say um the modalities of astrology or the yoga philosophy the the trinity of things you know the uh the beginning the middle and an end or the cardinality the fixity and then um the mutability in terms of astrology time terms but this idea that you know there is a beginning a middle and an end to every cycle and also that um when we when we look at a chart for example a natal chart there is sometimes we can find there is more cardinality in a person by nature you know, that, that person will most likely, without looking at anything else, have sort of this, this, this maybe preference towards initiating something like leaning into a new cycle. And so whenever you come in your life to a part where there's, you know, like starting a new business or starting a new relationship or starting a new course, if that's in your natal print, that will come more easy to you. And to know that I think is really helpful, mm. but then also to, um, begin to investigate how am I then in those other aspects, you know, if there's no fixity within me and in terms of energetics, how am I actually, you know, living in that part at the middle where I'm not starting something, I'm not finishing something, you know, that, that, you know, and then you have, again, some of us, they're very, we're very strong in that fixity part. They're the sustainers, you know, they're, they're constantly showing up, but those of us might have more difficulty in beginning and ending something. So when we look at cycles in that way and understanding where is our natural preference, we can, you know, create our life a to, uh, to accommodate that, but then also work around where we trip ourselves up because we mm-hmm. have avoidance, because we feel like we don't have the skills, the resources, the, the energy patterns to, 
you know, being these other aspects. But either way, all of us, regardless of how we are set up innately and in terms of our energy blueprint, we're going through all of those cycles. And so we are all at some point challenged to be in a time that is not naturally necessarily our, in our resonance, mm-hmm. that doesn't naturally come easy to us. Uh, and so again, even without the polarity idea, even from that aspect, there is, there is this invitation to, to grow. And I think that's what cycles really are there for as well. They, they are an invitation to, to grow. Um, and when I think of growth, I don't necessarily think of, you know, leaving all of the old behind, although mm. that can be part of it and moving into a completely new version, you know, the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, growth is really, I'm looking at it when when we were born as a potential in seed form there were all these capacities and then we have our entire life to discover them and so when i talk about growth it's like i really still believe that we're you know are invited to grow and to nuance how we express ourselves physically how we express ourselves you know through our mind through our ideas how we express ourselves energetically so these are to me seasons and cycles uh, are stimuli to to sort of wake up and go like, oh yeah, I've become a little bit complacent, not because I'm a bad human being, but because there was safety in that knowing. And now there's the invitation as a highlight into growing into other aspects of myself that I may have never looked at, may have never had an opportunity to, you know, uncover. Um, and so again, it's this invitation just to, to, to grow, uh, and to, and to me, growth is aliveness. You know, when we go through those different cycles and they initiate, uh, growth within us, um, I'm trying to remember that because the initiation of growth sometimes can be difficult. Right? And so to, to be very realistic and, and, and that change can be difficult here in this material world to also get the bigger concept of like, Oh, I'm being initiated into something, a different version of myself, a different aspect of myself that I haven't embodied beforehand. So, you know, cycles are this growth, this, this tool for to come back to an alive version of yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Like, and I like what you said, you know, about astrology, you have the parts that are, you're sort of more just in your innate ability, more tuned to either starting or maybe more used to sort of the ending of energy or being in the plateau or the in, in space in between, as we've discussed before. Like, and then it's like, once we know that there, like, it's me information to work with, but we can also then start challenging because life and society teaches us being in the summer is the best. Do you know, like, like, and there's a, like, even as they, you see it sort of on social media out there, like rest is a radical act against, you know, like life in general of going, I'm going to rest. Like, you know, whereas we feel we need to earn those spaces or I'll take it when I'm dead almost. That way. So I think it's lovely then that gives us information to work with and take from. So we can go see, okay, I'm, I find that easy. I find the other ones like a little bit more weird to be in, or I don't know how to be in those. So I can work with my strength, but I also can look at those places that aren't because I'm going to meet them in life. So how can I learn to to meet them, but also challenge maybe the conditioning that I may have around cycles in general? If you think maiden energy, if you're like identify as a woman, like, you know, maiden energy is, oh my God, yeah, fabulous. Crone, nobody wants to talk about that energy. Do you know, like, and you're kind of going, well, that I can see all the energetic implications of that and the whys behind it so it's really interesting taking each of them and going okay what one do I find what do I like about each one what do I not like 
what is the conditioning behind that and how, and how does that inform my life of where I'm at and what I'm able to meet and, and not able to meet? Like, do you know, like, and in the, sh- in the earth-based practices, it's the, like the Trinity is the life, death, rebirth, like which we've discussed a million times before, like, but it informs so much of every part. Like, do you know, like, so even when I'm in cycles, how can I meet what is being rebirthed? How can I meet life? Do you know, like, how can I be fully alive in this moment and to, to everything that's happening, even if it's the death, like, and then how can I have a good ending to whatever's going on in my life? Like, to clean up the house before I leave it, you know, just if we're moving house, I give it a good dusk, do it to all the corners. So it's the same as doing that there, like, is how can I finish these cycles really cleanly so I can step fully into the next one? Like, I think there is this, to me, this invitation of the more I can lean into whatever cycle, whatever stage is present, the easier the transition actually is. And, you know, I grew up um, in a country where we had very strong seasons. So we had the typical, you know, snowy winters and really warm summers, and we had full on four seasons. And there at the end of a summer, I remember growing up, everyone loving the summer, but there also comes because we really took advantage of the summer. There was a lot of like, there were mountains and there were lakes and we were swimming and we were hiking. And, you know, we were really taking advantage of the summer to the very last inch of it. And then there came this part where you, you were fulfilled with that quality and people were really excited about autumn because the temperatures just became a little more bearable, like three, four months of these like 30 plus degrees. They actually were on the system as well. And so, you know, and then from that autumn, and I remember, like, obviously not everybody, but a lot of people around me, they, they were then happy enough to go into winter and with everything that that entailed, you know, um, and I found it as well in a way living, you know, cause you were saying about maiden and then, you know, into crown. I think the more we can lean and live in our twenties fully present the easier and the more open the transition to our 30s become. And then when we be really engaged in our 30s, that becomes foundational that we are the transition to our 40s is not so much of leaving something behind because we've literally, you know, lived every moment, every up and down. And so every decade, every cycle, even if you look at it from, from a more like a calendar point of view, you know, or, and even from the week, uh, if you really live your weekend, your Saturday, Sunday, it's easier to dive into the Monday if that's a cycle that you're engaging in. Um, there's a sense of satisfaction that comes from, I think, really bathing and merging into what is. And, and then the moving on becomes actually something that you almost long for. Um, I've definitely experienced that like throughout, you know, moving from my twenties and my thirties, I was actually quite excited to turn 30 and, and equally now into my forties, you know, there is, there's a, I, I wouldn't want to do some of the things that I, you know, experienced and that the, the way the energy ran in my, in my twenties. Now, although I love my twenties, you know, um, I, I think there is this sentiment of regret that sometimes comes from not being really present and whilst we can't really go back in time in that way what we can do is the more consciously we engage with the moment and our aliveness right now that is the foundation on that level as well for future so when we move time-wise into our 50s 60s wherever it goes or when we move into a winter phase of our business you know the more alive we can be in the summer phase and in the autumn phase and really harness that and enjoy that and but then also weave the busyness out the more we can then engage in the winter. But if we haven't been present 
now it is very hard then to go into the next phase, the same the other way around, right? If you're not really cooling down in the winter, if you're not really resting, whatever the winter as a phase means, then it's very hard to find that spark for the spring again because you're not fully recharged. You're trying to be something that isn't there for you at that moment in time. Like, so each space is, it's got like, like, to me, it always comes back to the life, death, rebirth. Like, you know, so in er- every space that I'm moving through in a cycle that I'm going, like, am I choosing life? Like, do you know, or am I going, when I, when I'm in my thirties, then I'll, when I'm in my fifties, then I'll, when I'm in my sixties, then I'll, rather than going, okay, how can I have that now or experience that now and whatever I'm capable of experiencing in this moment in time? Like, rather than wait until I'm dead. So the question then really is when we're diving into, am I really willing to engage with the ver- with life the way it is in front of me? Or am I only willing to engage in a fictional version of it? You know, the dream version. Oh, if the circumstances were like this, then I would, you know. Um, and that sort of keeps us always... It's like these, you know, these two wheels that are, that are not quite linking into one another. It's like a parallel existence almost to, to what is. And I think that has a lot to do with how alive we feel and how with through the aliveness, how satisfied we feel with life. You know, a lot of the times it's not necessarily what's actually there in front of us, but what makes life really rich is our willingness and our ability to really engage with exactly that, which is in front of Mm. us rather than wishing it to be, to be different. And that's hard at times, but I find over all of the years, I found that to be a better strategy to really lean in and really see what's there. Um, because when you, when what I found, when you really lean in, it tends to be richer than what you anticipate it to be. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, definitely. It reminds me of, um, somebody I know moved home that keeps coming back to moving home, but somebody I know actually moved house because they were such, such a rush, they just put everything into the boxes and took it with them. And then, like, sort of all the boxes were left sitting everywhere for a, a period of time until they started taking out some of the stuff, like, and then it was like, oh my God, like, I've all, all this stuff with me, like, do you know, like, so it's like some of us, hopefully, when we move or we have the space to move, I know we always do the clear out before we move, like, that we still only take them with us what we need into the next part rather than taking all these boxes rather than sitting taking up energy and, and life force energy in so many different ways that they're sitting there without even realizing then mm-hmm. then you start unpacking then like in the next cycle where something else is trying to you know it's like it's like you're nearly standing on the ground where the seat is going but if you just move your foot I'll actually be able to come up, but you're not moving your feet at the minute. You know, so you're given that, that space, like, so it's like cl- cleaning it up so you can step in fresh to that part mm-hmm. that's looking to be shown to you. Like, but it is, it's totally like each, each part has something for us. Like, you know, if yeah. we allow ourselves to, to be there as much as we can be there, like with the support, the guidance that we need to get from wherever we need to be mm-hmm. to know that, okay, I can move through this. I can get through this. And what, maybe what do I need just to be here? Like, do you know, to really sink in? Can I give myself permission to really sink in and really feel 
this vibrancy that is within me? Can I really give myself permission to sink into the loss that is within me? Can I give myself permission to sink into this vision that is emerging from me? You know, can I give myself permission to be in the depth of this loss and be really maybe angry about it, really upset about it, or maybe even part of me being a little bit relieved about it? Like, do you know, like, and can I give myself to be here fully with what is sitting in front of me? Because then when I sit here fully with it and get to know it, then I can allow myself to fully open up to the next part and take the gift that has been presented to me, maybe not in a wrapping that I wanted it to be, but to take that gift and bring it with me then, like, because I know just from looking at past life, and we all know this, like if everybody listens to this, looks back in their life, those places that we meet that sometimes are full of life or are challenging, that when we look, we go, yeah, but it was for the best, like, mm. but we might not know that until we're, as they say, live life in hindsight would be all sorted. <laughs> but we might not know that until then, like. And I think what what comes with, you know, acknowledging all the cycles in our lives as well is like when we first start getting into it, there's, there's probably like one cycle, if you wish, that you probably pick, you know, like, mm. you know, to start working. So you might start working with the seasons or, you know, you might start with the lunar cycles or whatever cycle it is. I think what gives it so much dimensionality and depth and also what can take the intensity and soften the intensity a little bit is that idea that there are constantly several cycles going on. So whilst, you know, we are going maybe through a personal winter through the loss of someone, you know, that aftermath and being in that we could be held in, you know, the outer cycle of spring season mm-hmm. um whilst you know there is your hormonal cycles that are playing into that as well and within all of that even held if we look again cosmically you know you have the different growth cycles um where the different you know let's say every two years there's this martian cycle that come comes around you know that that how are you executing your willpower now how are you you know really um, making decisions in, in, in the world, how are you acting in the world? And that can change around. So when you lay them all on top of one another, there can be a case of, yes, go into a personal winter, but then you're being held maybe in a summer month and there's lightness coming in from somewhere else. So it's, it's, it's never just all one, you know, but I do feel that's a good place to start, you know, picking maybe a cycle that you resonate with. And even if it's sort of the, the lopsided cycle of our working week, <laughs> but, but just take anything or the cycle of like a small project, the beginning, the middle and the end, and just identify where along that cycle are you and what are, you know, the specificities of that cycle? What are the qualities of that moment where you are in it and how are you relating to it? And what's the moment or the qualities before what's the cycle, the part of the cycle beforehand and what's the phase afterwards. And so kind of orienting yourself in, in one cycle that resonates with you. Um, I think that would be a beautiful way of starting to engage with the practice, but then also not staying stuck with that, but starting to lay them over to me. That's like a, it's like when you cook, you know, it's like a big mix and blend of spices of cycles. You know, there's a little bit of pepper here and a bit of salt here and a bit of sugar over here. And you're going to have a little bit of, you know, cumin from that side coming in. And it, it, it just, 
like to me, that's the literally the spice of life. You know, it's like where we both can go through an outer summer in the season. And when we have a conversation, we can really start to tune into the different cycles our friends are going through. And, you know, we can be considerate of that in our conversations. And I think it brings also so much richness to us because if I'm going through a dense cycle and somebody else is going through an expansive cycle, that can be also beautiful. You know, it can be triggering, but it can also be my friend is going through this massive creative spurt and she started back painting and art. And do you know, I can find comfort in the awareness of that we all, you know, are in this different, are this different stage of, of life of every one of our own cycles. So when we come together as humans, even the fabric of life is not as one dimensional as we sometimes like to make it, you know, in the, in the modern Western world of linear growth and mm. follow your purpose and be successful, you know, um, there, I feel there's like a lot more flavor to be explored. Mm, a lot more depth and a lot more mm. different dancing to be done. Yeah. And I'd love to hear, just, you've mentioned a little bit there, like, but say for people who maybe are new to cycles, where would you sort of suggest them to starting off? And I know you mentioned sort of taking the one little part, but mm-hmm. even thinking, okay, if I, if there was something to leave the listeners with today mm-hmm. that they could take with them into the coming weeks and into sort of the little anchor point to refer back to if they're mm-hmm. thinking of cycles or getting interested in working with them for somebody who's maybe new to cycles where to sort of start or how to meet it. And then maybe for people who are already aware of cycles, sort of how mm. to maybe meet that in a different way. I think sometimes if you've never worked with cycles, it's, it's an, it's, it's a, it's an interesting entry way to go back in time. So to look at something, you know, maybe don't pick the most overwhelming situation, <laughs> but pick something that had a beginning, a middle and an end. You know, it can, it can be, of course, a relationship. It can be a project you worked on at work. You know, it can be something that took two hours and it could be something that took like 12 years. Um, but pick something and see if you can just see the different, you know, phases in terms of the, the trinities that we were talking about, beginning, middle and end, but also in terms of if you think of it through the lens of the seasons. Um, which part did you enjoy? Which part did you really struggle with? Um, how was your support network in around those different stages? How did that affect your needs? You know, your, your dreams, your energy levels and so on. I think that would be a really good one because it, it, it helps you to, um, just get a first idea of a parts of cycles and also how you relate to them. Um, for people who've, who've worked with cycles. So I say, you know, if you've been going to, um, moon gatherings for, because I know they're just currently really, really, really popular. Um, if you're celebrating your birthday, which I think all of us do, because that is the, the sun cycle as a solar return. Um, if you've become aware of certain cycles, see if you can merge them, you know, a, a diary is, is sometimes really good. Pick two or three cycles or two or three projects that are going on if they're overlapping. And, and so I like visual. So I like to sometimes draw lines in it above so that the ebb and flow of one cycle and the ebb and flow of another cycle. Um, and, and so you see, so you get to see that. And, um, one way of working is consciously is like with your, your energy output, you know, not every part of a cycle requires the same output. So become aware of, you know, when you're initiating something, chances are, um, there is a lot of energy going out that you want to bring into the world, um, through that. Um, so you might recognize that then in other parts of, 
other cycles where you go, okay, there might not be that much headspace, that much energy, that much love for doing something else. So being considerate in, in, in that way. So noticing where those cycles are already sort of putting up and supporting one another, I think, um, eventually I feel it becomes, it becomes way more intuitive. You know, like we talked about this a lot. You, you, you're sitting in the, the blend of cycles and the brew of the energies and you, you know, you may or may not need to really tease them apart. Um, but I think it is, it, it will be a really beautiful way to kind of start overlapping cycles and become aware of what are sort of the common trends, how they support one another, where is your energy going, um, throughout those. Uh, yeah. Mm. What about you? Beautiful. Oh, everything you said, like definitely like not why. So you, you saved me the baller, but everything, like, everything you mentioned is bang on, like definitely. And then like if people wanted to sort of like, like what we, what I mentioned earlier on, just sort of journal or ponder on like, you know, how can I allow for the natural movement of the cycle? So rather than trying to rush out of it, no matter what cycle you follow, or where you're at in it, no matter if you can label it the good, the bad, the positive, the negative. That way, you know, but letting go of the labels would be one thing to do. But can I allow for the natural movement of it? And can I let myself just be here in it? And maybe asking, like, how can I allow myself to be here? Or for, I mentioned that word earlier on, permission, like, cause I think that's so important. You know, if the outside world is telling me maybe you, you should be on now, you should be, you know, you should be out doing more, you should be promoting stuff, you should be, you know, mixing with your family, you, you, the shoulds, the shoulds, the shoulds to go, okay, if I'm really not feeling that, can I give myself permission just to be where I am at at this minute? Like, and then it's like to look to the outside world and go, what can nature teach me about being here? Mm-hmm. If I look to the outside of maybe it's my on my street, maybe it's a place of nature I really love. Maybe it's going to find a space that will be my little teacher in this part of my life. What can it teach me about the natural movement? Not what I think it wants to tell me, but what is it really telling me like? And maybe keep going back to that same little space throughout the cycle so it can be your little guide, your little teacher through it. And it's if you're gorgeous. sort of... Yeah, because it's really rediscovering it for yourself, right? Instead of, you know, taking the guidance from previous generations mm-hmm. and from com- community is beautiful, but then having your own personal experience within what, what does it mean to you, you know? Yeah, yeah. Nobody- is more than just leaves falling off the trees. Yeah, because it, like well, I can look at my garden now and I see trees with brown leaves in the middle of summer. Like, do you know? So it's teaching me. Oh, it's all it's all there. But how one particular tree will interact with you is completely different. Like, do you know? Like, and if you watch it, you'll just watch it. I'm not even going to tell you because that just dissolves the whole process. Is the idea that you're seeing the teachings for yourself. And nobody can come and go, well, no, that tree is, it should be, it needs to be. The tree's going, I'm a tree. I'm doing what a tree does. You know, so it's beautiful to be in that space. like. And then if somebody's sort of already working with cycles and being in that space, I'd say the same as you learning to sort of look at all the different levels that you're within them and maybe sort of exploring 
you know, is there parts that I'm missing or am I still staying in parts that are more easy and more familiar to me? You know, because no matter how much we know about cycles, I know very few people go, yeah, yeah, all, all, all ending cycles are so easy. I find them like, oh, I just move through them with grace and with such a smile on my face. Like, you know, like very few people do. So it's like looking at all of them and go, okay, where am I still, you know, keeping it nice and gentle? Where am I still trying to run through them? And little things I love to do is like bring ceremony and ritual into every aspect, the beginning, the middle and the end. Do you know, create it yourself that don't bother Googling it. You'll get a million suggestions, but like really listening to yourself and going, what if I was to create a little ceremony now for where I'm at and this, where I feel I am, what would that be like? And do it. And it can that's, be as simple as anything. Like that's gorgeous. Uh, to me, just when I listen to you, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's bringing value back into your own perception and giving permission, but also, you know, it's, it's moving slowly out of this collective. The summer is great or the starting of something is amazing, yeah. you know, and this is boring or, you know, nothing is happening here. It's, it's, it's you taking charge over valuing this moment in your life. You know, um, yeah. like to me, it never made sense. This whole idea of, you know, living for the weekend, like I'm almost suppressing my whole week yeah. and then I have two weeks to be alive or the holidays or then eventually retirement. And we're doing this collectively within the cycles, right? Yeah. We're, 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 what you said, like we're firing for the summer and that's the, whatever summer means, you know, that fullest expression coming to your fullness. And, um, I think what you just suggested is, is so healing and wholesome. I think not just only for us on an individual level, but for us collectively, you know, to really honor where you are making a ritual out of like bringing beauty into that out of your own choice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's like, because nothing is either right or wrong or good or bad, mm-hmm. unless we choose to see it that way and then we'll interact with it very differently. Mm-hmm. But if, if I see it all as sacred and an invitation to grow and evolve, then I can meet it differently. Like, or a beautiful way is, to look at it through rather than our human experience. Can I look at it from the spiritual perspective or if I believe in guides or angels or whatever source, God, whatever, can I see this experience through their eyes? And what is their perspective of what this letting go is, what this growth is, what this sitting deep in the soil, not coming out anytime soon is, you know, to allow me to actually see rather than my little what you call it, your little narrow perspective, like mm-hmm. of just here and now, this is, oh my God, I don't want to be here. I don't want to, like, I can't find it hard to enjoy all of what this goodness is, or I find it hard to just let the stuff go. I find it hard just to be here and there's nothing really happening, you know, but can I see this through eyes that are belonging to upstairs in a sense? Mm-hmm. And then I might see things very differently that each part is needed. Because mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, you're adjusting your wheels onto like a train track you need both of them on it and one of them might be just a little bit off <laughs> and this space is important to get them both aligned mm-hmm. yeah because what we give value to and how we um prioritize our experiences has such an impact on on how we feel in this life right and this is something we all have control over moment mm-hmm. by moment and to mm-hmm. validify our you know our experience and to really bear witness to it and then to create ritual around that 
it, it goes so much beyond even the topic of, of, of this episode. You know, it is, it is an, a complete and utter, um, celebration of, and of aliveness, you know, the essence of being alive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah Gorgeous. Beautiful. I always beautiful. love the gems you come up with. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love this conversation. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we will touch on other aspects because it is such a massive part of the healing journey, like as a whole. Um, so I'm sure we will touch on other points of this from different aspects, from different ways of entering it. Um, so for the listeners, we hope you enjoyed and it's given you something to ponder on and bring into your life as a whole. And as always, we say it at the end of every episode, if you have questions, if there's things you'd like to know more about, do please let us know. And we'd be delighted to hear from you. And otherwise, thank you very much for listening. Thank you, BB, as always, for it's always a pleasure to share this space with you. And we look forward to connecting with you next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time. Bye. Bye. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Earth School podcast hosted by Rosalind McNally and BB Dalman. If you'd like to find out more about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram. Or if you'd like to learn more about our individual work, you can check us out on our websites, bbdalman.com and thethirstysoul.com. Thank you.